Welcome to Just One More Story by George Walters, a weekly podcast that starts things off with A Slice of Life, which covers unique and interesting stories that are inspired by true and personal events. But it doesn't stop there. Following A Slice of Life, I take one story from a collection of many and share it with you. So, if you're looking for that special something to start or end your day, you're in the right place. And the great part is, you can listen to all my podcasts for free, anywhere, at any time. So with that, let's get started. Hi folks, how are you all doing today? Good, I hope. Today's slice of life is just that. A piece of my life and a friend of mine. A very good friend, a friend like no other. Over the years, I have made a lot of friends. Some I lived with, some I just knew. With all of them, I had a chance to look in their eyes and see and feel what they did. All but one, who I will get to in just a minute. Yes, there are all kinds of friends. They come in all shapes, sizes, and forms. One would be a casual friend, like someone that a person has something in common with and shares the odd thing from time to time. Others would be people who I've had some interest with, but don't necessarily have any deep emotional bond with. Then there are close friends. These are the ones that you have strong emotional ties and feel comfortable sharing some thoughts, experiences, and feelings with, and occasionally trust and support each other. But then there comes best friends, or as some would say, true friends. I have only made two of these. One being my wife, Ruth, but as much as I love my wife today, it isn't about her. It's about my best friend, Frank. I don't need to mention his last name as well. It's irrelevant. Frank and me had similar values, interests, beliefs, and attitudes. (laughs) Attitudes was up on top of the list. Two peas in a pod, you could say. We shared other joys, disappointments, dreams, and concerns at any given time, which were many. We also had a mutual respect for each other and most of all cared for each other. When something went wrong or needed done, we supported each other, even through sickness and health. And I have to tell you, some of these things that Frank and I went through were terrible, but we made it together with each other's help. We also shared ideas of all kinds and didn't feel any discomfort in telling each other when we felt that there was concern for each other's safety or well-being. We had more in common than life itself, you could say. One trade we both had was woodworking, woodworking of all kinds. We shared ideas and created things that most said couldn't be done. If we ran into problems making or building something, We would discuss things, and one of us would eventually come up with a solution. We even started a woodworking group called the Old Craftsmen together. There we helped others wanting to learn the trade, and when the Internet came into being, we even started a group there, too. At one time, we had over 200 or more members all helping each other. Away from that, Frank was there watching my family grow up as I was his. He was a caring man who loved life, his family, and his friends. And I was lucky enough to be one of the chosen ones. We had over 30-some years of 
open and honest communications with each other. There wasn't a week that went by that an email wasn't sent off to each other, letting each other know of what we were doing or going to be doing. Anyways, you know, I think it would be fitting here to let you hear in Frank's own words of how some of our conversations went. And to start things off, who better than Frank himself? Hi guys, greetings from Michigan. The first conversations that we had were in the early days and when we were getting just to know each other. This one is when my wife and I were looking for a place to move to after leaving the farm. We had one in mind, but it didn't pan out right. George, you sure would be welcome here in these parts. Sorry the land wasn't what you wanted. I'm sure you will find what you want. We are getting closer to having a bunch of houses around here too. But right now, we are still a rural community. The writing is on the wall though, and 10 or 20 years from now, I'm sure that this will be a city too. By that time, it won't matter anyway, I guess. I sent a photo of our house that I built 18 years ago. I had a tornado come through the woods, which laid down a lot of trees. A buddy of mine had a sawmill, so we made lumber for a house. I think that I have the only red oak house around. It doesn't cost much to build a house when the material labor is free. The entire house came from the woods, shingles, hardwood floor, windows, doors, and all. It took me a year and a half to complete. It is only 850 square feet, but plenty big enough for us. Hope you enjoy the photo. I built an old times kid sled today to put in the antique shop. I did a little of this before and after they were found that they were good sellers. I'll try and get a photo for you. Well, I'll talk to you later. Frank. The next one is about what was happening in his woodworking shop, along with other things. George, well, tonight was a bummer for us. We invited a new guy to our little group that had been asking to join us for some time. My shop is only so big, and if we have too many, we are in each other's way. Anyways, last week he called and said he couldn't make it, and this week not even a call. We had a good time anyway. We do more talking than work sometimes. Another in the group is trying to finish up a Queen Anne low boy that he started five years ago. He is good at fixing motors and stuff, but he isn't any good at woodworking. He tries hard, though. We lost a really talented guy a while back to a bad drug habit. Real shame. He has lost everything. Wife, kids, house, and job. I sent an email with a photo that I wanted you to see. Did you get that one? Well... Time to go to bed. See you later, Frank. This one is about a cabinet I made and shared with him. George, that's, that looks like a nice cabinet. What kind of finish and stain do you use? That seems to be just the right color for pine. I have a hard time pricing my stuff. What would you get for a cabinet like that? There I go again. Get nosy. It sure would be nice to have professional like your son Craig to make up your house plans. The photo doesn't show it, but the house is built out of 4x10 oak beams put together like Lincoln Logs. We had, we had use, use of a shingle mill and made all the shingles out of white oak. The chimney is 12 tons of sandstone from a quarry near here. 
If you go to my site, you will find our kitchen cabinets listed under primitive, the primitive link at the bottom of the page. That shows a little of the interior walls. No insulation, just four inch of red oak. We keep it real toasty. I have a lot of construction photos if you're really interested in this sort of thing. Cheers, Frank. This is a quick one when I asked what he thought of a building my wife and I were building one time. Darn ISP. I can't stay online long enough to get a message off to you on ICQ. Yep, good job. Looks like a good sturdy building. Only one thing though, you need headers over the doors and windows. Without them, there is no support for the rafters over them, and with heavy snow, it could cause the door not to open and crack the windows. It's an easy fix at, the st at that stage you're in. If you're not sure about how to do a header, go to that site I sent you. Other than that, you're good to go. This one is when I hurt my ankle along with some things that he was working on. George, sorry about your ankle. Hope it mends quickly. We've been getting a bit of rain down here too, but the garden has been doing well. I've got little peppers on the plants and been eating lettuce and radishes for about a week. It's been kind of busy around here. There are two large jobs in the shop that are underway. At the same time, I've been logging and making lumber. I try to get the sawmill work done in the cooler weather. It's killer work when it's hot. I'm stocking up on white ass. There is so much of it dead and I'm trying to get it all done before it rots. So far, there is 3,600 board feet sawed and I'm not quite half done. I hope I have room for it all in the drying shed. I might have to park old red outside with a tarp. Your friend, Frank. This one is regarding his old dog, Bo. <laughs> Shows his compassion. Howdy, George. I hope you're feeling better there, partner. It's been cold and rainy here. Haven't seen a red tomato for a week. Bo has gotten himself into a bit of trouble. We have chippies, or chipmunks, out in the drying shed. The boards are stacked in a way so that the air can pass around them easily so they can dry. While chasing the chippy, he caught a rear foot and cut it quite deeply. I don't know how I missed it, but it must have happened three or four days before. It was large and deep enough for a few stitches, but was half healed, so I let it go. The same day, I discovered he was doing the same thing and ripped a large hunk of fur from his side. That injury wasn't deep, but must have hurt. He paced the floor most of the night and crawled under the bed to get away from it. I bought some spray disinfectant that has some numbing qualities. That was two days ago, and all is well with no infection. Both wounds are healing. With something as important as a squirrel or chippy is concerned, he has no sense of self-destruction. Frank. This one is just saying hello. Sounds like the book is book deal is doing great for you. Makes me happy. LOL. How is Carl doing up there? Must be nice having him closer. Yep, I'm going to burn mostly propane this year. I have to use up the pre-buy pre that I bought a year ago. I have 800 gallons bought and paid for. I plan on firework next year if I'm fit and able. I've got seven cords cut and stacked for the shop. Got to keep in practice. LOL. The shop is kind of slow, but I really don't mind. I'm finding the old rocking chair more comfortable every day. Got enough work to keep me active, though. A big hi back to Ruth. 
This one is when I was fixing my roof on our store, along with other things that was on his mind that he figured I would be interested in. Well, that shed ought to make for some more space. Never can have too much of that. That's the back of uh, the store by the looks of it. Good-looking job there, George. What's that I see on the roof? It's the old geezer himself. LOL. Never thought I'd see on a roof. I got up early this morning, and it was ki looking kind of overcast, but I thought I might get a log or two sawed. I put on an old pair of jeans and my boots and went out to saw, loaded her up and started to saw. Now, wouldn't you know it? Starts raining. Well, maybe later. The computer says no rain afternoon, just cloudy. Everything around here is getting some age on it, including me. Old Reg is ready for some new rings and a valve job. That might be a winter job this year. My 16-year-old husky chainsaw is starting to see some wear, too. Can't complain, though, about it. It's never been in the shop for anything and seen some heavy work. The sprocket and clutch are wore out. I've been thinking about fixing the old thing up and using it for a spare and maybe getting a new one. I've been looking at a Husky 455 and with a 20-inch bar and a 56cc motor. They have made some nice changes with a side chain adjuster and fuel gauge. You can even pop the top with tools. It will set me back about 450 bucks, but it will, be, it will probably be the last saw I ever need. I'll be 83 if it lasts as long as the old one, lol. Never know, though. I'm kind of a wiry old feller, lol. Well, keep warm and throw another log on the fire. The next one here is about some honeybees he found in a tree while cutting firewood. How you doing there, George? I think I told you about the honeybees in a log I cut a couple weeks ago. Same tree that the branch fell and hit me in the head. Anyways, my head's fine. And Anyway, I pulled that log up to the house with my old tractor and found the honeybees flying around. Lo and behold, I pulled their house up there too. Well, I stood the log up today and turned their door to the south. Then I changed it to another tree so it wouldn't fall. My buddy came by and asked if I was trying to transplant that tree with a chain. LOL. These old farmers around here aren't too keen on saving bugs. So I told them that I was trying a new method of drawing wood by using gravity. I got a kind of a worried look. LOL. Have a good evening. Yeah, there were thousands more that I am happy. I am now happy I kept. And this was the last one I received from my best friend with this virus going around today. Hi, George. I hope you and yours are well. Pretty boring here. I've been out of the house exactly three times in March, one to vote and twice for a quick trip to the grocery store, a total of about two and a half hours in all. There are 159 known cases in my immediate area and three deaths. I'm talking to the cat, and what's worse, he's talking back to me. <laughs> this area is getting lots of rain. There is standing water everywhere. I hope you have better news than me, Frank. And then came this.
Hello, no one is available to take your call. Please leave a message after the tone. Hi, old buddy. This is your friend up here in Canada. I thought I would give you a call. I've been sending you emails for a couple weeks now with no reply. Ruth and I hope you are well and take care of yourself. When you get this message, give us a call back. I'm missing your chats. Take care, George. One month later, still not hearing back from him, I decided to type in his name and address on Google. What we found out was my best friend had passed away. I have to say, it saddens me to no end. Doing this podcast is the hardest thing I ever had to do. But fun, for some reason, I felt I should. Some would ask why. Well, actually, for a very good reason. You see, as long as old Frank and me had been chatting to each other, we never ever did meet each other. Not once. We planned to do it, but never did. So, my unseen friend, it's time for me to go. I will miss her chats immensely. <laughs>